And we now have 30 straight weekends of no football on a Saturday. Well, hold on, contraire mon frere. Oh, what, what? If you say Don't you dare CFL forget about. Or... No, 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 no. The XFL, USFL merger. Oh, stop it. Come on, we got a squad. We were in the championship game. Tickets are pretty cheap. Yes, they were. It actually works out because we pay like $300 to park to go to work for whatever reason. Yeah. But the good thing is at least you get free parking when you go to the uh, Defenders game. That's true. We got, you got to think. Yeah. Field from our studios yeah. in downtown yeah. D.C. So I tell my wife, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm paying the $300 to park for four days a week. But when it's D.C. Defenders season, those six home games, when we go see the Battle Dragons come to town, we got free parking, babe. She hates going to the XFL games. Well, now it's UFL. Way. Remember that. Yeah. Get it right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. UFL. Yeah, we went to one game Especially last show year. Respect. And she was uh, not a fan. Not even with the snake really? in the crowd. Not yeah, with the beer, beer snake? No, she didn't. Oh, beer snake's great. Me and my kid, me and Nate loved it. We went yeah. to three games. How many, so. how many beers did your kid have? Uh, zero. Okay. But we did have to Uber <laughs> home after each game because Daddy had like you know over twelve and a half. <laughs> if I'm gonna sit, if I'm gonna sit through some XFL, if I'm sitting through Josh Gordon running routes against the defenders, I need at least twelve drinks. If it's you at a football game, I'm always taking the over on beers. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one that I know for Especially sure. Especially a DC football game. Frank Schwab jumps on with us. Sports betting covers the NFL as well for Yahoo Sports. And before we get into looking ahead. Frank into this weekend, championship weekend in the NFL. Just I want to look back on what we saw in the divisional round this weekend. Was there anything in particular maybe that stood out to you that was a surprise at all? Because, you know, we sit here looking at the four teams that are left. Uh, we could nitpick on the Chiefs and their receiver core, but it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Andy Reid. You know, 49ers, Ravens, nobody's really surprised. And even the Lions, potent offense and, you know, kind of playing with house money. So anything that stood out to you that was maybe a surprise at all? Not really a huge surprise, I wouldn't say, but – I think the 49ers looking beatable was was the surprise of the weekend and what I'm going to take forward. Look, maybe it's just their one bad game on the way to a Super Bowl win. Uh, they've obviously got the talent for that. But as I'm watching the Packers look like the better team most of that game, didn't come through it, it mattered. Anders Carlson misses a field goal and all that. I, I'm just sitting there thinking, are, are the 49ers just a lock to make the Super Bowl? Because before the divisional round, I said, none of these other three NFC teams can beat the 49ers. There's just no chance. Well, obviously, I was a little wrong on that because the Packers had a great chance at it. And it makes me wonder about the Lions, if they're alive this week. It's, I, I'll clearly take the seven. I think that they're playing well enough that the 49ers don't, shouldn't be laying a full touchdown against them. But that's one thing I took out of the divisional round is just that the 49ers just – maybe it was a rain, maybe it was the Packers playing well, maybe it was a rust, but they looked very vulnerable and beatable in that round. Yeah, Frank, that's what I wanted to ask you about because, I mean, the issue with the 49ers, Trent Williams is still great in the way that Shanahan obviously schemes. Purdy gets rid of the ball quickly. You don't realize it, but the interior of their offensive line, not great. And now they're going against the Lions who could get after the quarterback. They could stop the run. The pass defense, obviously not great. But without Debo, if Debo's not 100% or if he can't go, I was going to ask you, do you feel like that's advantage Detroit? As crazy as that sounds, their defense against the Niners offense, if they don't have a zone beater like Debo Samuel available in this matchup? Yeah, and it's tough. It's it's crazy to say about the 49ers because we think of the 49ers as this deep, you know, team full of stars, right? C-Mac and Ayuk and Kittle and Debo. But when you take Debo out of the lineup for them, their offense just changes. We find the value of Debo Samuel once he's out of the lineup, and they're just not the same team. So if I, I'm assuming Debo's going to play. There's no fracture. That was news today. He's going to try to tough it out, but is he 100%? Can he, can he play at the level they need him to play at? I think that's a big question. And, you know, talk about the Lions' defensive line getting after the quarterback. They're going to have to because that secondary is not good. It, it's 
it's very much beatable. Uh, it's it's one of those where you can see Brandon Ayuk going for 150 yards, right? Like I, it, it, the the Buccaneers were getting on them in the first half. We saw Nick Mullins of all people in week 16 and 18 throw for more than 800 yards against the Lions. So I think that's the one thing the Lions really need to do is they need to give pressure on Purdy because you leave that secondary alone too off too long and, yeah. and those quarterbacks just can't hold up. So that's the one matchup in that game that you really really worry about if you're a Lions fan. Now that Jordan Love's first season as a full-time starter is done. We know it's been in an up-and-down battle. Packers fan sitting next to me, Frank, has been on a roller coaster here, Ryan, the entire season. But the way that that second half and into the playoffs of the year went for Jordan Love, I mean, I look at a guy and say, Packers may have their th- may have a third franchise quarterback after going Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, now maybe to Jordan Love. What was your impression of Jordan Love's season? Uh, it was... I, you have to feel pretty good about the about it if you're the Packers right now, right? But I do want to say it was really a 10-game stretch. 10 yeah. games is not a big sample size. I I like him. I think he's going to be good, especially with all those young guys he's throwing to. I think that's a key part of the Jordan Love story right now is the Packers have nailed their last two drafts. I, I mean, absolutely positive. Brian Gutekunst has just done work in the draft getting guys to throw the ball to. So they have this young receiving core, young tight ends too. That helps Jordan Love. But Love himself, I think he's really, really good quarterback. I think he's going to be very good. But there's some skepticism. I remember midseason, look, before the season, I liked Jordan Love. I said, I, I like the Packers make the playoffs. I like the Packers over seven and a half, all this stuff. We get to the season, and Jordan Love from a, about games three through eight or nine, whenever they oh, play yeah. the Raiders, just looked like a guy. I, he just looked like any other guy. And I said, this guy ain't it. You could go back and listen to our podcast on Yahoo Sports. I I said, Jordan Love ain't it. He's not the guy. He can't be be the long-term solution there. And then he just caught fire for 10 games. Now, that's good, but I'm a little bit wary, just enough to say I'm not exactly anointing him a top five, six, seven, eight quarterback yet. I I, want to see it again, but I assume Jordan Love is going to be very good going into the future. And if he is, like the Packers have done so well in the draft at some spots, they can afford to just put all their resources into defense, all of, all their resources yeah. into whatever problem areas they think they may have, maybe getting another running back. They don't need to worry about receiver for a long, long time because of how well they did in the draft. Yeah, Frank, I think uh, like you can make the Favre comps for sure, especially after that last pass that he threw. That looked like Brett in um, <laughs> that looked like, like Brett with the Vikings against yeah. the Saints in the NFC Championship game. But no, I, th- I think like what I took away the final ten games of the season is Matt Lafleur is a really good play caller. Still, you saw him scheming guys wide open, like Luke Musgrave in that game against Dallas, and then today he was answering questions. Will he still call plays? But I want to move back over to the AFC really quick. What do you think the Bills should do? Because they've obviously been so close, another close loss to the Chiefs. We go back a couple of years ago, we changed the overtime rule. Uh, they have that tough loss where Josh Allen doesn't even get the ball back. They fire Ken Dorsey. The offense looks much better. Do you think they should make a coaching change with Sean McDermott? Do you think it just comes down to maybe them staying healthy for once on the defensive side of the ball? What do they do to make that next step next year, Buffalo? Yeah, and I, I really don't have a great answer because – when you look at the position they're in as far as draft spot, as far as salary cap room, there's not a big splash they can make. When you're paying your quarterback what they are, yeah. and you absolutely whiff on Von Miller. I mean, it's the ACL, I get it, but I mean, Von has not looked like anywhere near what he's being paid anymore. He doesn't look like one of the greatest defensive players in the game, like he was with Denver, like he was with the Rams. I just wonder what they could really, truly do. There's, there's not many buttons they could push. I don't know the firing McDermott's really the right move. I know he got a lot of heat this year, but I still think he's a pretty good coach. He didn't have a great year. There's no doubt about that. 
I still, I think it'd be very reactionary to fire him, but it's like, where do you go from here? Really? If you're the bills, what there's no magic that's going to happen in free agency. You're not going to go out and sign a uh, T Higgins or something like that, who you really, really need. It's just not on the table for you with your cap situation. So I think they're just going to have, they're going to have to be a team that nails the draft to fill some of these gaps they need. They do need more depth on the offense. I mean, James Cook came along late in the year. Kincaid's a pretty good player, but they still need more there. I still think they need help on the defensive side as far as depth goes. You saw that really take a hit, especially at linebacker, some of the injuries they took on. So I think it's just one of those things where the Bills are very good. They need a couple breaks to go their way in the playoffs. I think they're a championship-level team. I really do. It just hasn't happened for them yet. But as years go on, you can't assume that you're going to keep getting these chances. They've let a, a few of them slip by them now, and I, I don't know. I The clock's ticking. Let's put it that way. I don't know if the Buffalo Bills are ever going to make a Super Bowl at this you know, current setup they have just because you, you, you miss on it you know, three, four times, and you're just not going to get that many knocks at the door before everybody else catches up to you. The windows can close so fast in the NFL, and uh, we've seen that, you know, time and time again. Talking yeah. to Frank Schwab, BetMGM tonight, did Baker Mayfield do enough to show the Bucks that maybe he's at least their short-term option at quarterback, or do you think they're going to go quarterback hunting this offseason? No, I think it's definitely Baker. I, I thought that team really, uh, Baker played well. That, I mean, that's the first thing, and, and the second thing is more narrative-driven, but that you could see that that team really took on the personality of Baker Mayfield. They they really uh, you know rallied around him from the first game on. They they really played well for Baker Mayfield. He wasn't great all season, but he was great at times. I think when he was healthy, he was a little banged up late in the year, but still played well in the playoffs. I don't see there being any reason for the Buccaneers to to go hunting for another quarterback. I mean, is Kirk Cousins coming off an Achilles that much of an upgrade for them, or whoever's going to be available to them? So. It's fine to draft somebody and try to groom him behind Baker, but I think Baker deserves at least one more year to be your guy to see, you know, you put him on the Geno type of uh, contract where you're not paying him $45, $50 million a year or anything. Nobody's going to pay that for Baker Mayfield, but give him a kind of deal where, okay, we're going to give you a, another shot at this. It's We can get out of it after one year if we really need to, but I think he's earned the, the right. He's still a young guy. He's He's still got that draft pedigree and the Heisman pedigree. I think he's definitely deserved a chance to come back and see where this thing goes. I thought he had a very good season. He's never going to be an elite guy, but you can win with a guy like him if you got good enough pieces around. Uh, Frank, we hit on the NFC Championship game. You said you at least like Detroit to keep it close with the seven right there. What do you think about Kansas City and Baltimore? Baltimore taking some money. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total in the game, 44-and-a-half. Who do you like in the AFC? I, I'm going to make the mistake again. I've made the mistake of the first two rounds of going against Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to do it again. I just think this Ravens team is is great. I, I think that if they win a Super Bowl, if they win two more games and win a title, we're going to look at the 2023 Ravens as being one of the more dominant champions we've ever seen. Yeah. That's how good they've been up to this point. I, and it's, you know, I, Mahomes is the best, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Maybe the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Andy Reid's awesome. This team is just in its DNA to win. They're They're very, very good that way, but Man, if they could go on the road against Baltimore and beat that Ravens team, uh, I'll, I'll tip my cap. I just think the Ravens are the far superior team. And that's this just was not a great Chiefs team throughout the season. They've played better lately. Their receivers have kind of gotten it together a little bit because Rasheed Rice has, has emerged. Travis Kelsey came through big time on Sunday. But I still this is still a Chiefs team that lost to the Raiders at home on Christmas. This is not the best version of the Chiefs we've seen. I just think the Ravens are a far superior team. And I think that, you know, being at home is a big deal for them. I think they get it done. I think that this is the best team of football right now. And I think they're going to win a championship.
You know, the thing, too, about the Ravens that just has always impressed me, Frank, is their ability to overcome injuries and just adversity year after year. I mean, obviously there's limitations when Lamar Jackson's not playing. I think we, we realize that. But, I mean, this year you lose J.K. Dobbins right at the beginning of the season. And year after year we've watched them just get decimated by injuries in, in camp or early in the year, whatever the case is. They always seem to find a way to bounce back. When I look at this Ravens team now, I, I see a team that's better than they've ever had during the Lamar Jackson era. But on top of that, it almost does feel a little bit deeper with better coaching. With, uh, you know, on top of that, you're looking at uh, just wide receivers that they didn't have before. This has to be the, the best Ravens team, even going back to 2019 when he was the MVP in your eyes, in the Lamar Jackson era, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just think they're diversity on offense and defense too i mean the thing that impresses me most about this ravens team isn't even lamar jackson he's otherworldly we all know that this defense led the nfl in sacks set a tied a franchise record in sacks and they don't have an elite pass rusher they don't have a tj water a miles garrett or a micah parsons they're just so well coached that they could scheme up this pressure mike mcdonald was an excellent hire on the defensive side and then john harbaugh made the really really smart choice to move on from greg roman who's Scheme had gotten a little bit stale there. Go hire Todd Munkin. They have the two best coordinators in the league right now. There's a reason McDonald's getting head coaching opportunities, interviews. There's a reason Todd Munkin won back-to-back -back championships with Georgia, might win a Super Bowl this year. He he's always John Harbaugh's always had the ability to be CEO, find the right coordinators, delegate to those guys. And I think that's why you see the Ravens are competitive year after year after year. There's a system they have, it's a program they have. It's not just this team is really good and talented. This is the Ravens. They, like you said, they can overcome an injury here. They can overcome losing key guys of free agency. They seem to lose a key guy of free agency every year, but they keep rolling because John Harbaugh has this organization just running so well, and you can see that in this team. This And this is their best team in the Lamar Jackson era. It, it even compares to the 2012 team that won the championship. Any of John Harbaugh's teams, yeah. this team is excellent. They're not just uh, you know the best right now, whatever. No, no, this team I think was easily best in the NFL this year. And they're going to go down as, as maybe John Harbaugh's best team, and that's saying something. Frank, got about a minute or so here. There's another Harbaugh that's just going to have his second interview in gym uh, with the Chargers. Does it look more and more likely Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers and maybe Belichick to the Falcons? I, I think Belichick to the Falcons for sure. But look, you could you could burn this tape if, if it doesn't come true, but I'm just going to be cynical about Jim Harbaugh and say he likes the attention. His agent really likes the attention. He likes the leverage that comes with contract time. I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going anywhere. I think he's going to be a Michigan wow. coach for the next 20 years, and we're going to be sitting here. You're going to call me, and it's going to be 2034. I'll be barely be able to hear you because I'll be even older than I am now, and I'm going to, or you're going to say, say the same thing. Uh, Jim Harbaugh just had his second interview with the London Jaguars. You think this is a chime? <laughs> Jim Harbaugh leaves the University of Michigan, and it's just never going to happen. He likes the attention. He likes the leverage. He likes all this stuff that's going to happen in his contract. He's not leaving Michigan. Michigan fans, I hate you because I'm a Wisconsin alum. Maybe that's where my cynicism <laughs> comes from. But I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going anywhere. Frank Schwab, you heard it here. Jim Harbaugh, let's see if he stays. Maybe he is just he's, he's just the guy, you know, he's just going out and going on some dates, but still happy in the relationship that he's in, just wants to make sure she's, you know, paying attention. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, great to talk to you again, buddy. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. That would be crazy if after all this, he just sticks Jim around. Harbaugh's like, nah, I'm sticking around. I mean, I would. Nah, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd go to the NFL. I don't want to work here around anymore, man. I don't want to recruit. Bet MGM tonight.